and welcome back to the Ah the Gaming Podcast. Man, it feels good to be back. Ed, how are you today? Um, I'm doing really good. I'm just uh chilling, ready to get this podcast started. Just got done eating some dinner, so yeah, I'm good to go. What about you, man? It's been a while. I've been I've been out of pocket for the last couple of weeks. You have. A little vacation, a little rest. Uh, but it feels real good to be back and starting to record. Awesome. Well, you got to go on vacation. You got to get away sometimes to, and then just come back feeling refreshed and ready to go. But I'm glad you had a good vacation. But, you know, glad you're back so we can continue this podcast. Heck yeah. I'm excited. I've been playing a lot of games, been watching a lot of game stuff, the travel and everything. So, I mean, I'm ready to talk about it and get into it. Oh, yeah. Same here. So let's do this thing. Heck yeah. Man, let's. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, this is episode six now, if you've been listening for a little bit. Uh, episode one, we talked about games that we were playing. I want to bring that up again since it's been a month and a half now, or almost two months. Uh, but Ed, what are you playing right now? What I am playing right now hasn't changed. I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. I've made a little yeah. more progress. I've defeated two temples out of the four. So, you know, I'm making progress. Still a there lot to do. You know, we'll get it beat one day. So, I mean, I'm taking that as a slow burn game. I'm exploring. I'll put a couple hours into it, beat a temple, and then maybe go play something else. I mean, that game is so massive. I'm going to get so burnt out if I just try to put mm -hmm. every ounce of time into that game. Understandable. Yeah, no, I'm definitely at the point, I think, where I might have to play something else just so I don't get the burnout. I love Tears of the Kingdom. I love Zelda. But... It's just getting to the point where it's like, I think it's time to just take a break and then come back after playing something else. Because, yeah, I don't want to get burnt out on one of my right. favorite game series. So, you know, we'll see. It's just trying to figure out what that game is that I want to play. Oh, there's so many out there. My backlog is massive and it keeps growing. So there, <laughs> there's a bunch of games for sure. Oh, yeah. It's basically a never ending log is what it comes down to. Yeah, it, exactly. And going into one of mine, like, I wanted to take a break from Tears of the Kingdom as well. I played a bunch. It's great. I just, again, don't want to get burnt out on it. But then the game I pick is another massive, huge, 100-plus-hour <laughs> game, which is Diablo 4. Diablo which, 4. Is incredible. I love Diablo 4. But, yeah, that's also another massive, crazy game. There's so many more dungeons and quests and little secret tunnels you can go into, all the different characters you can do. That game's almost never-ending as well, so... Yeah, no, yeah, you're uh, you're crazy for doing that, but it's okay. How many hours have you put into the new Diablo uh, game? I'm probably about, I'd say, in the 15 to 20 range. Okay, okay, so you've done a little damage. Yeah, I'm at, like, level 32 right now. Oh, wow. Um, in the first area, um, I'm just going through and doing as many of the side quest missions. Uh, one thing that I found is really, really cool with the a lot of the side dungeons and side quests, or especially the dungeons, mm -hmm is actually each dungeon will give you a different enhancement to your character. So if you want to complete every single dungeon, you can. Or you can go through the dungeons and figure out what enhancements or uh, things will add to your character, to your build. Uh, so you're not just going through and just beating dungeons for no reason. Besides just getting loot and getting experience, hmm. uh, you can go in and actually get specific perk that you're looking for with certain dungeons. So I thought that was a really cool thing that they added into. Yeah, I know Diablo. It's not a game that I've really played. I've played Diablo 3, not 3, 2. It's been a while. I don't remember. I think it was a, we were still all in college when we played it, but I didn't play it much. It's a game that I want to play more and learn more about, learn more about because I've heard so many things from from people and from you just talking about how amazing of a game it is and just that, just all the different things that you can do. It seems like a really cool game. 
So definitely a game that I need to get into. I know I'm currently borrowing your Diablo 3. I just haven't played it yet. But, you know, oh, maybe that'll be the next game. Might as well. You're you're doing Diablo 4. Might as well do Diablo 3. I mean, I'll be on Diablo 4 for a long time. Yeah. So I really liked Diablo 3. Diablo 3 was awesome. It actually plays really well on the Switch, which is the copy that I gave you. Uh, I've played it on the PC. I, I ended up beating it again on the uh, Xbox One. Uh, and then I bought the uh, Switch version a few years ago just to have on like an airplane ride or something. And it, it's still a phenomenal game uh, and, and runs really well. That's a really great way to play it. Oh, yeah. Great way to pass the time on a on a flight or just. Oh, absolutely. Diablo, it's Blizzard, right? It is Blizzard. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I was just like, I think it's Blizzard. Oh, yeah. They they did a phenomenal job. Even the, the graphics look amazing. The cutscenes, the voice acting, everything about that game. It is just, it's massive. It's everything you would hope a sequel or the fourth one in the entry to be since the last game. I think Diablo 3 came out in either 11 or 12. So it's been a while. It has uh, been a while. Definitely a really good game for the amount of time they put into it. Definitely worth the wait. So what you're saying is if anyone hasn't picked up the new Diablo, they should go pick it up and play it. Oh, absolutely. If you're a fan of those type of games, the old school like point and click uh, games like Boulder's Gate, even the old Diablos, definitely worth the pickup. Uh, even if you're looking at trying to play something a little bit different, but you like action, you like building out characters, getting new loot, exploring new dungeons, a phenomenal storyline. The bad guy in this is fantastic. Lilith is scary as crap and is incredible. Uh, the lore that they've created for this character and for this realm, they knocked it out of the park. Fantastic game. Awesome. Well, that just, I was also going to say, um, with that leading into the whole uh, odd gaming, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please go subscribe. Definitely. We're going to be putting out lots of amazing content. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and a majority of the podcasting streaming platform. So yeah, check us out, subscribe. We have an Instagram. We're posting stuff on there. Um, we'll definitely start posting more stuff, but check us out. Um, we've got lots of fun stuff planned. Definitely. Yeah, we've got a lot of bun- we've got a bunch of ideas uh, that we've been talking about and a lot of things we've been working on behind the scenes to make the production value even better, come up with some really cool events that we're going to do, a lot of cool episode ideas. Uh, so there's a lot of things in the work definitely coming into the end of the summer and the fall uh, for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even one of the games I'm playing right now kind of teases a little bit of something we're planning on doing later on down the road. Uh, so I've been playing the original God of War again. Uh, so there's actually going to be a event that we're going to be planning actually a little bit later on in the year uh, with this game. So stay tuned for more information. It's in kind of the infant stages right now, but mm-hmm. definitely stay tuned. We're going to give you a lot of information. It's going to be a really, really cool event. Yeah, super cool. As he said, um, we're not going to say much, but just continue listening. It's going to be really cool what we've got planned. And hopefully it comes together the way we want it to, because if it does, it's going to be super amazing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Absolutely. We're excited for it. And uh, we'll, we'll give you all some updates uh, through Instagram as well as through the podcast in the next few weeks mm-hmm. uh, and months leading up to it. So, But God of War, awesome game, though. Yes, awesome game playing it too but yeah i think uh we should get this thing started man let's do it so we've been gone for a little bit uh so there's in june there's been a bunch of kind of the quote-unquote e3 press conferences that have happened so you've had playstation you have nintendo direct uh xbox even a dedicated one for starfield so a ton of games have been announced and released and um more gameplay footage has come out for a lot of games coming out 
in the rest of the year, but also coming in the 24. But I really want to talk about the games that you're excited for for the remainder of the year. Uh, games that you thought that you were already excited for that just got you even more hyped or games that kind of flew under the radar or didn't even know about until the last couple of weeks. And now you're super excited for them. Yeah. So for me, a few that I'm excited for, uh, uh, let's see, the Nintendo Direct conference was what, about not even a week, a week ago, maybe not even a week ago. Yeah, I think it the- was as we're recording this, probably, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so-, so less than a week. So yeah, so not too long ago, game that I'm excited for that's coming out is going to be the new Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Looks yes. super cool. It's the old, more kind of that 3D, 2D side-scroller type game. You can you know, play up to four people with your friends, but it just looks super cool. You've got the Wonder Flower, I believe is what it's called, that causes these crazy things. It makes It's all trippy, but like, mm-hmm. the, I guess tunnels come alive. And it just, I guess, random stuff happens. I guess what I could tell, you're not really sure what's going to happen just things happen looks super cool super fun it's got the bright mario colors and that you expect from a mario game it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun you can be an elephant so that looks really cool don't know all what you can do but cool definitely excited for that game those are always fun games to play in they're one of those that it doesn't take a lot of brain power to do Mm -hmm. so you can just kind of come home after a long day of work just i'm sure pop it in and just play so Definitely looking forward to that. And I would say another one that I'm looking forward to is is the new Starfield game for Xbox. So very excited about that. I hope it's everything they say it's going to be because it looks massive. And I just I'm I'm excited. You know, I know there's been times where they've teased it, told us about these games that are going to come out and then they come out and they're not what we hoped so fingers are crossed um, but if it if they do it right i think it can be a great game and they'll probably do some i don't know it's, it's just going to be an amazing game hopefully so we'll see what happens but what about you man i talking about starfield that direct was incredible 45 <laughs> minutes yeah. going really in depth this is the first time we've really seen a bunch of information and gameplay and kind of the mechanics that are built into the game yeah that like fallout 76 wasn't that good that was bethesda at the end of the day, their mainline titles, when you talk about Fallout 4, you talk about Skyrim, uh, even the Diablo games that have, or not Diablo, the uh, Doom games that have come out, those are all phenomenal main series for Bethesda, and they always knock those out of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they put this much time and effort into the game, I think it's going to be phenomenal. The only thing I, I know that's really kind of freaking people out is it's given the same vibes as uh, No Man's Sky did about seven mm-hmm. years ago where it's this big, expansive, massive exploration-style uh, game, but there wasn't a lot to do within it. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like they're really coming into that and saying, okay, there's a bunch of things we can do with the game. You can build your ships. There's a bunch of weapons. There's a bunch of things. Because I think I saw something a few days ago about it that said only there's about a 1,000 planets in the game, and only about 10% are going to actually have life on them. Yeah, I saw that, I think, yesterday. So, yeah, yeah. 10% of the planets. So that's about 100 planets out of 1,000. Yep. Still a lot of planets, though. A hundred, a ton of a ton of planets. I uh, mean, yeah. hundreds still great with life. Uh, oh, yeah. It just depends on how they do it. it. It depends on how they structure the game. I mean, Bethesda is like the best when it comes to open world games with side quests, with main story, with keeping you engaged in these massive maps. Uh, so I'm not too worried about it. I know people are freaked out a little, but I think that's just because of the the No Man's Sky. Yeah, uh, incident that happened. But y- you talk about Fallout and Skyrim especially, mm-hmm. um, Oblivion, any of those games, those are massive maps. Oh, yeah. 
and you talk about how much there is when it comes to mountains and caves and dungeons and cities and towns and everything there, but you don't lose interest in the game. And I think they're going to take that expertise and really do a great job, the planets and the exploration aspect of it. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it'll the be experience they have. Oh, yeah, no, I, th- I think it'll definitely be a great game. I'm excited for it. Just a few more months until it comes out, as I believe, September. September. Mm-hmm. So not too much longer. So um, we'll have our hands on it soon. Then we'll play it and there'll be another one of those games. I'll probably get lost and it'll take me oh, nine definitely. million years to beat. Uh, any oh, other games? yeah any other games you're excited for man there's a few uh the one i've been excited for but once i saw the gameplay trailer i got overhyped for it which was spider-man 2 i had a feeling you were trying to say that <laughs> oh my gosh that oh the the symbiotic suit with venom on spider-man and the abilities you have and then mixing in like the co-op aspect with miles morales mm-hmm. uh, and you know spider-man's changing a little bit because of the venom suit Mm -hmm. Oh, it looks amazing. I cannot wait to play an amazing Spider-Man game playing with the Venom capabilities uh, with the symbiote suit. That game's going to be amazing. Take my money. I was looking at collector's editions this morning about it uh, because the collector's edition is amazing. That statue is gorgeous. I haven't even seen what the collector's edition looks like. I'm going to look at it right now. Yeah, it's this big statue uh, for people listening. Big statue with Venom in the middle. And you've got two little smaller statues attached to it, which one on one side is Spider-Man, one on the other side is Miles Morales. Uh, and they're attacking him from different angles with their web shooting out. It is a beautiful statue. I think I got it pulled up right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it is gorgeous. I oh. really, really liked it. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. I really yeah, I want that. Editions, like, I felt like we've gone through a wave of collector's editions where they were awesome really in like the, the beginning tens era and then kind of fell off. They just kind of got bad, uh, not as good, not worth it. And now some of the things they're coming out with just look amazing. And that is probably one of them they'll end up in the collection. Oh, for sure. And you've got that display so you can just uh, set it up. I need a spot for it. That, and that's it. Spot. And some spotlights. Oh, so definitely. Yeah, shot. that is a really cool statue. Yeah, and and also just the other the past few Spider-Man games, they are just amazing games. They are so fun. Like just the things oh. you can do, the open worldness, the being able to swing where you want. You like you just feel like you're straight up Spider-Man when you're playing those. So great games. Um, highly recommend if you haven't played any of the other Spider-Man games that have come out for PlayStation. Yeah. Pick them up. They're worth it. Worth it. And you can play them on PC now. You can play both the original Spider-Man and Miles Morales on PC. So there's no excuse not to play those games. Yeah, so pick them up. Go play them. Pick them up. They are phenomenal games. And hey, beat them before the uh, the new Spider-Man 2 comes out because I know that is going to be absolutely worth it. And I'm extremely excited for that one. But an- another one that this is a series I've liked a lot from the beginning. I bought the original game back in 2007. Uh, we've actually talked about it on a couple episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's Assassin's Creed. And this is the new yeah. one, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which looks awesome they're really going back to the old school uh kind of stealthy smaller area not open world assassin's creed uh the gameplay looks incredible i'm pretty hyped for this game if it turns out the way it looks and goes back to the kind of the true form of the assassin's creed franchise this would definitely be up my alley because the last few have been good valhalla origins those are great but they're you know 80 to 120 hour open world romps and like we were saying, we don't have <laughs> as much time for those. We want to get into them. We want to play them. But with the amount that come out, we can only dedicate so much time to a, mm-hmm. you know, 
50 plus hour game like something like uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla, or Origins. So going back to something like Mirage, or going to how Mirage is, going back to kind of true to form, I'm really excited for that one. Oh, yeah. No, I'm excited for that game, too. That The old original Assassin's Creed games are really good. And obviously, I, love- I, I love those, too, because I, I, you know, I came from playing Prince of Persia, and those were games that I really love. So, yeah, the Assassin's Creed, great games. So I'm so happy they're going back to more of their roots, the origin kind of type thing of where it all started in Assassin's Creed as far as gameplay and everything goes. So I th- yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be a great game. And I forgot yeah. one game I was excited for um, is, is the new Star Wars Outlaw. Open world Star Wars takes place oh, yeah. between Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Looks awesome. I don't know too much about what's all going to be in it, but just open world Star Wars sounds amazing. I so, fully agree. That game looked incredible. Back. The, the gameplay and graphics look awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the open world aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, where there's a lot of land battles, there's a lot of firefights and everything. But you can also get into a ship and literally mm-hmm. fly the ship all the way through the atmosphere into space. Uh, they, I was listening to a couple different interviews with some of the developers, uh, and they were saying they wanted it to be just this open world you can get lost in a game. Like, if you see a ship flying, go follow it. It's probably another mission or some sort of side quest that might pop up. Or a possibility to get get some more loot or experience. The game looks massive. The game looks amazing. I'm really, really hoping they do a great job with it. Mm-hmm. But right now, with just the gameplay, I'm really excited for that one. That was definitely on my list too. Oh yeah, but no, that's super cool that you can literally just follow a ship and then yeah. end up, you know, doing some sort of side quest, main mm-hmm. quest, whatever. That that's awesome. So definitely excited. Can't re- don't remember if that game has a a date yet, but. I don't remember. It probably does, but I do not remember. Yeah, so that'll be a game that'll be picked up as well. Um, this, I, you know, Star Wars. There, it's a fun universe. Lots of cool characters and stories. Yeah. I know you really love Star Wars. You've got a, a lightsabers collection, which is really awesome. So got a couple of them. Just a couple. You know, just one couple. or two. Yeah. Yeah, just you a know. couple. You know, a little, a little here and there. You know. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's 2024. Okay. Over outlaws, they don't have an exact date on it, so, so we still got a while. Yeah, we still got a little bit of time, That's but okay. hopefully we'll see some stuff maybe uh, towards the end of the year, maybe another trailer or some more awesome gameplay during the uh, the game award show uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Maybe maybe some of that. So definitely looking forward to that one. But I had one more as well. Yeah, go for it. I was definitely, and I th- this if it wasn't on your list, it definitely will be Alan Wake Two. That is on my list. I choked you up a little bit, you know. So I choked yeah. you up a little. Yeah, I'm all choked up now. Yes, Alan Wake 2 yeah. looks awesome. I know we both love the first Alan Wake. Oh, uh, Alan. Like a adventure horror game, super trippy. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, played it at like 3 in the morning, which makes it even more terrifying. Oh, that's a great night game. Oh if yeah, you haven't played the Alan Wake games. It really survives on kind of the the horror aspect of novels. So mm-hmm. he's a writer, and so it's very well written. It's very well directed. The pacing is phenomenal, uh, but a lot of the the battling and everything is based off light and flashlight. So mm-hmm. your flashlight is kind of your main weapon within the game, and lights what's kind of scaring all the enemies away. But you still have battery life to worry about and everything else. So you're kind of walking through this. It's kind of like a a dead space situation, but no weapons. And the game is just done incredibly. Mm-hmm. Right. 
it's hard to explain how good that game is and how that game is, but definitely play it. It's not a crazy long game. I think it's like what eight or ten hours to complete. Yeah, I think I remember uh, I beat it pretty quick with yeah a couple of days or just maybe within an hour and remember out. But yeah, it didn't take me long. No, it's not a crazy long game, but it is one that will suck you in. So mm-hmm. definitely spend some time if you're gonna play that game. But I digress. Alan Wake Two looks incredible. Didn't really get a ton of gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely got some. I know you're going to be playing as Alan Wake, and then I can't remember the name of the side character, but there's going to be a secondary main character uh, as well as that you're going to play as also. So mm-hmm. there are going to be two different kind of storylines that combine together with two different people that you're playing as, which is a really cool element. Um, I believe she will have some weapons and guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it looks awesome. I can't wait to see more about it. I know it's coming out pretty soon. I think October, maybe. Yeah, definitely uh, one of those uh, games that I feel would come out around the Halloween yep. during October spooky 17th. season. Yep, spooky season. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, play it and then have some spooky dookies. And oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. A great time. It definitely <laughs> looks a lot darker than the first one was a dark game. Like, literally, it was it was dark. Um, but also just the story was dark too, but this one looks a lot like it'll probably be darker. Um, excited about it. Uh, Alan Wake. Oh man. I'm sure I'll have nightmares and probably want to sleep oh, with a yeah. light on or something after playing the, the second one. I need to play the first one again. It's been a little while, but yeah, I just need to pick it up and just play it again. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I picked it up a few months ago. They had it on sale. I think during either one of the prime days or holiday sales or something, mm-hmm. but you can get it remastered for, uh, the PS5, and I believe Xbox too, but I got it on PS5, and I paid like 10 or 15 bucks for it. Oh, yeah. Remaster, so definitely worth the pickup. Uh, you can play it on next-gen consoles, so they definitely did some quality of life improvements to the graphics and everything there, so that's the way I'm going to replay it. I'm probably going to replay that probably closer to when it comes out, so probably in the September time frame. Oh, yeah. So it's fresh in my mind when Alan Wake 2 comes out, but that might be my most anticipated game. Mm-hmm. Either that or Spider-Man. One oh, yeah. of those two. Those those two are definitely in there for most anticipated. So lots of great games coming out. Lots of games we're excited for. Not a, a few more, but I think we've said enough probably about all the games that are coming out. So we'll definitely be busy playing games. There's just so much amazing stuff coming out. So um, I'm excited. The future of Me gaming too. looks bright. Man, I was I was watching some things the other day and people just talking about how 2023 might be one of the best gaming years of all time for the amount of games that have come out and the amount of games that are coming out. Uh, it, it's going to rival some of the best gaming years for sure. Oh yeah. The, you know, the, the games we've already been playing this year mm-hmm. and we're only at the halfway point. Oh, yeah. We just talked about five or six games that are just amazing. Like those are game of the year nominee games in any oh, other yeah. year. Of course, 100%. And they're all coming out in the next six months. So oh, it, it's absolutely crazy how good this year is. Uh, we have definitely been eating well as gamers this year. It has been phenomenal, and I can't wait for even even more games. Um, I'm hoping this will kind of start like that. You know, Colin, we were in college just that decade that just like tons of amazing games. I'm hoping this this is the start of it where it's just we can look back and be like, oh, yeah, the 2023 to 2034, whatever. It just yeah. had all these amazing games. I'm hoping that we're going back to, especially with the collector's editions that are coming out for all these different games are really just amazing as you, you know, you're speaking on it. Are. I mean, you talk about in the last month, you have Diablo 4 and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom come out within you know a month of each other. Those are two massive heavy hitter games. 
and we still have Spider-Man and we still have Starfield. Uh, we still have a new Super Mario uh, game coming out. We have WarioWare coming out. Fable? Uh, maybe. Three. Fables, hopefully, maybe. Fable, not this year. Not this year, but, you know. Really? Uh, that will get me to buy an Xbox. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I love Fable. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Love Fable. I'm so excited for the Fable return. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get some gameplay and some more footage on that. Uh, oh, yeah, same. Date probably next year, but that will definitely get me to buy an Xbox. Oh, yeah. So lots of great things coming out. So excited. We'll definitely be busy between now and and then when all these games come out and we'll have played some some great games. So, yeah, so many games <laughs> with all that and all the retro stuff that we're playing through and some of the ideas that we have. There's yep. a lot of games. We're definitely uh, not going to be struggling on the game department. Yeah, being a gamer is a full time job. I'll tell you what, man, I know trying to struggle everything in and then do everything else. Yeah, but plus all these games coming out, plus all these other games. Yeah, yep. it's oh, I love it. But uh, has to do it. Hey, it's okay. I'm excited. Me too, man. So, so we're kind of talking about the past a little bit on, uh, you know, retro games and games that we play. So we just talked a ton about new games coming out. Mm-hmm. But again, we're both retro gamers at heart. We grew yep. up on, you know, the SNES, the 64, the PlayStation, the Genesis. I mean, that's the stuff that made us fall in love with gaming. Oh yeah, it's our brand. But gaming here. back then was quite different. Mm-hmm. And what we have today, some of the convenience things, some of the nostalgic things, even some things that were definitely we were kind of talking about it before the podcast. There's definitely some things that we miss about mm-hmm. the old days of gaming. Oh, but yeah. we really want to talk about and kind of in the, the main topic of the episode, odd gaming trends. Mm-hmm. Now, these are things that us as 90s and 2000s gamers really had to do or experienced or maybe struggled with a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as being gamers in that era that is really no longer either a problem anymore or no longer something that's there and something we kind of miss. So, uh, Ed, I'll, I'll have you kick it off with, uh, one of yours and let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. And and also when we say, you know, like problems, not like anything super bad It's just the way things were, but there was still like something about it that was really cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's just it's just you know '90s. This technology wasn't where it was at today, and just with a bunch of things we have. So um, yeah, I'm excited to to talk about this. But my first one is going to be going to rental places like Blockbuster, or you know, the some people might know Hastings, but Blockbuster was was my place that I went to get games. So I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, rental movie places. That's just oh, not a thing anymore. Oh, that was the highlight of a Friday night. Oh uh, yeah, just was going that. there and going to a rental store. We had one when I I was around eight or nine at the time, and I lived in Alaska at the time. And there was a grocery store called Cars, and they had a whole rental section in the back: rental movies, video games, all of it. But mm-hmm. they also had all this food there. They have Chinese food, chicken fingers, jalapeno poppers, whatever you want. So on Friday nights, we'd go in there. Everyone would get what food they wanted. Everyone would pick out a movie and a game. We'd load up the van, go back, eat, and then just dive into whatever we got. Uh, whether it was a movie, video game. Th- this is one of the things I definitely miss. Oh, 100%. Like, I-, I know the digital age. I can sit on my butt on the couch. I can hit buy or rent or whatever, and it's there. But there's something about going in there and messing with the boxes. Oh, yeah. And all the games and all you have knowledge on what game you're choosing 
is the box art and then the little tiny graphics on the back that show some gameplay footage. That's oh, it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you made your decision on. And there's no, I'm going to look at this review and I'm going to look up all these reviews online and go to Google and go to YouTube and see what people are saying. It was, this game speaks to me. I'm getting it. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, back then, I, you, you mentioned it, we just didn't have the luxury of being able to buy games on, you know, our consoles through their online stores or, you know, just through your PC, whatever, just on the couch in your underwear. You actually had to get up and go and leave your house to do it. But it's okay because, you know, when you're a kid and it's you're going to the movie rental store, video game rental store, you knew it was going to be a great weekend. Oh, definitely. Like just the there's just an excitement of going to the rental place like you like me. And I'd go to Blockbuster was one I went to a lot when I was a kid. And I know not just Blockbuster, the other video rental places had it, too. But just that smell when mm. you walked in. I was going to mention that there's just something about it's like a, a combination of popcorn and plastic videotape covers. The best. It, it's the best. I can just I can close my eyes and I can still just smell. I was going to mention as soon as you said Blockbuster rental store, that smell hit me immediately. Oh, yeah. You just walk. Like, man, I think we need to. Uh, we need to make a candle of that. Oh yeah, a candle. I would literally just have it lit every single day. <laughs> and I play video games. I'll feel like I'm in Blockbuster just playing video games. But it's just that smell. There's nothing like it. It was. It's. It's a comforting smell. It's almost like a, like a little warm hug. It's just you know. It's just like a comforting thing. And it just takes me back to being three, four year old Ed. And then you know, there's that excitement you go to that wall or that aisle you just see those video games and they're just staring right back at you ready for you to pick one up and yeah you stare at the box art and then there's that sense of excitement and suspense because sometimes you go in and you know exactly what you want but there's no guarantee you're gonna get the game that you Mm -hmm. want because someone might have already checked it out and you know it could be days before you get that game so you have to come back so sometimes you have to have a plan b and just have another game in mind but if not you know there's the just kind of exploring your options and just seeing where the the night's going to take you as far as renting a video game it's just such a great experience that you just we just don't have anymore oh man if i can only if i can turn back time as Cher would say such a such a fun such a fun time it was i i and i think a lot of it is like of course getting the game was awesome and playing mm-hmm. the game the weekend was great but I think a lot of it was just how the store atmosphere was and the fact mm-hmm. it was literally just you and the boxes of games. Mm-hmm. And your parents will leave you alone. They go get whatever movie they want for the evening and they throw you in the basement or throw you in another room to play mm-hmm. your games while they watch their movie. And so it was just you and this aisle and wall of games. Oh, yeah. You choose whatever you want and... I think that is more than anything better than just even playing the game. Like mm-hmm. I remember a bunch of the games we have, like I'm literally getting goosebumps talking about that. Oh, like, me, oh yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I love that aspect of it. I've played so many other games. I really probably wouldn't have played because mm-hmm. of rental stores. Oh yeah. There's nominal PlayStation games. I have some pretty good cult followings now, but they weren't popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't the games everyone was talking about. Uh, at school they weren't the crashes they weren't the spiros mm-hmm. uh, stuff like uh, i don't know if you've heard of a game called tumba on the ps1 i uh, don't know since i wasn't really much of a playstation yeah. oh, no i didn't it's crazy 2d side scrolling 
a platforming game mm-hmm. and there's like these crazy pigs and you belly flop them and you're this weird like shirtless <laughs> guy with pink hair it's wacky it's crazy like i think that game the first one goes for like 150 200 bucks right oh, now wow. like it got a huge cult following but that's a game i rented multiple weekends uh that honestly i would have probably never played if it wasn't on that shelf and it just spoke like yeah. it, it's different than you know the playground talk of oh you got to get pokemon you got to get this game mm-hmm. uh, it was just you and whatever game spoke to you at that moment oh yeah and i think also just w- whenever you're running a game and you're having to go because you only have so many days to play it it yep. added an extra challenge because you had to do everything in your power to try and beat it before you had to take it back like absolutely you made it your goal to beat that game you know, like you just had to get in this mind to like okay, I have like, you know, a week or whatever, just depended on your rental store that you went to, how long you have it. You just had to tell yourself, I'm going to beat this game. And you would do everything in your power to play as much as you can and beat it before you had to take it back. So you can play something else. If not, you just have to, you know, check it out again if your parents would let you. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, man. I do miss rental stores. I'm trying to think of the last time that I really went to one as a kid. I know we went to one while we were in college when Blockbuster was yeah. closing. <laughs> Blockbuster was closing, and then we did have a, a Hastings, which Hastings, was more of a yeah. Southern style. Um, but they did rentals as well as they sold games and movies and books, and they had a coffee mm-hmm. shop. Really cool store. Tons of nerdy, nostalgic stuff in there. Uh, but they ended up closing all their stores back in like mm-hmm. 2016. RIP Hastings. I know. But I, I did rent a lot of games in college, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, at least my first couple of years until they started getting rid of the rental shelf. Mm-hmm. Dude, rental stores, man. It, there, there's something about, and this kind of leads into my next one. There's something about the adventure of the action of it too. Like I was saying, like the the best part was standing in front of the aisle and looking oh, at yeah. the game and trying to figure out what you wanted. But another thing, and this goes in my second one, another one that's just you looking at something is game manuals. Mm. So nowadays we don't get manuals. Nope. And this was one of those things that you go out, you buy a game, and as soon as you get in the car, maybe you're heading home, maybe you're going to another errand with your parents, lunch, whatever, you're unwrapping that game real quick. You can't play it because it's yep. a you know a PS2 game, a GameCube game, an N64 game, whatever it is, but you open that manual up and you just start going through it. Mm-hmm. And it's most reading you do all week. I mean, oh, school 100%. reading, about, you're reading that manual. And you're going through that manual and looking at all the cool things and all the cool moves and the different features that are in the game. And you're just building this game in your head for however long the ride is home or however long you're out doing errands or visiting your aunt or whatever, you know, boring kid thing that you had to do that day with your parents. That was the one thing that just got you through it. Oh, yeah. I can't play this game. This game looks amazing. And these manuals back then were well detailed. They were thick. They give you a bunch of information. There are some phenomenal manuals out there, too, that really dive into the game. Oh, yeah. They killed a few trees um, to make these manuals. Which oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's absolutely great. Oh, yeah. I don't. What do you think about manuals? How, how is your relationship with them? Um, I thought they were awesome. It just is like a teaser before you actually played the game. I don't know. There's just something about like you just like I said you take off the plastic, the seal, you br- and then you just open it up and inside's this like thick booklet. Yep. 
um, about the game and it kind of tell you, you know, what the game's about, all the pictures in it. And just, I don't know, it just got you ready for the game and kind of put a picture in your head, as you said, of what what's going to take place. It was really cool experience because, you know, these days manuals aren't really a thing. And if there is a manual, it's like two pages long and that's about it. And there's no cover, no nothing on it. It's boring. Yeah. yeah. But back then, like, there's just something about the manual. It was it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that... I miss it. I miss, I miss it. it. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain. Besides, it's just one of those things that you just did as a kid. You'd read it, stare at the picture. You'd, and I would go through a manual, like, five times before I got home, just because you just like, ooh, this is cool. I want to look at this picture again, or I want to read this again, just because it just yeah. got you excited. I mean, there wasn't, like... We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have iPads. We didn't have much of the internet as we know it today where you can just go on YouTube and say, hey, this game, give me stuff about it. Mm-hmm. And you can watch hours and hours and hours of gameplay and live streams and all this stuff. That that wasn't a thing back in the 90s. Nope. I, all you had was really whatever trailer you've seen on TV for a commercial Mm-hmm. whatever demo you've played at like a, a different store or disc or whatever in your imagination and the pictures and the box art that that's what you have to go on in the game mm-hmm. and i thought that made the hype for the game even more and i think it gave a, an appreciation for the game development but also the game itself oh yeah like nowadays i mean i'll go on steam sales now and buy 20 games for you know 25 bucks or whatever when they have sales and that's great, and I've got all these games. I don't know how many I'm ever going to play, but I've, I've got them all. But you just click it, you add it to your cart, it downloads, it's done. Mm-hmm. There's not that anticipation. There's not that buildup. There's not that as much excitement as there was you know, back back in the day when you didn't have all this multimedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really kind of where the, the manual tied in. But that really goes into the next one I touched on it just a little bit, was the demos. And the demo, oh, yeah. like discs or the demo cartridges. Oh, yeah. I almost put that down for demo disc, but I didn't. But yeah. yeah. Man, I remember in the PS1 era, this I played so many demo discs. And my favorite ones, believe it or not, came from Pizza Hut. They were a PlayStation one, but when you'd get pizza, and I can't remember what time frame, it was definitely mid to late 90s, you would get PlayStation demo discs. Mm-hmm. They usually have anywhere from six to 10 games. Uh, they might have some behind the scenes documentary or something on them, uh, but they were awesome that and then uh, i was a big playstation person so playstation underground uh, mm-hmm. magazine also did demo discs in all their magazines each month uh, and i would play some of those constantly and there's a lot of times where i would never even buy the game mm-hmm. uh, whether it just never worked out or parents wouldn't buy it or i just never got interested in it to the point that i wanted to buy that over other games that came out uh, the demo disc is how i experienced certain games and mm-hmm. that's something you don't see much anymore oh, like no. how many times did you get stuck in a walmart in the gaming aisle because of a demo um all the time <laughs> yeah exactly i mean you you have your neck cricked all the way up looking at it it feels like it was 10 feet tall and this little 13 inch crt tv oh, yeah. and you're just playing through the gamecube demo disc Oh, yeah. And forget that you came with your parents. You forget about your little sister, your little brother. That's all gone. You're playing whatever demo it is right then. It's like the moment I walked into Walmart, my parents, they knew exactly where I was going. I didn't have to tell them. They just knew where I I would. And I would literally I would just like sprint to the to the video game area because one, 
you are trying to make it before someone else got there or some other kid because once you're there you're not moving and it was horrible when you had a kid in front uh, of you and that kid always had a stuffy nose and would oh, yeah. wipe it on the controller every time oh yeah I don't know where you were that kid always was sniffling and would wipe his snotty little nose on that controller and take it up for hours mm-hmm. and, and it's and like where's your parents kid it's like go get out of here you don't yeah, deserve, get out. you don't deserve to play these demos and the nice thing was too with the with like going to walmart or just you know target whatever store like those evidently walmart was like the one that i went to a lot you had choices they had different demos like consoles that you can go and play so you weren't just stuck to one you can go to like oh i'm gonna go to the 64 and do a demo or i'm gonna walk over here and go play the ps1 demos like you had options which was super cool but yeah you just have that crick in your neck but it was so worth it is worth every oh. crick in the neck or Absolutely. you know and every strain on your eyeball to play those demos definitely do you remember a game that you would always try to play and then ended up in ended up buying it oh man i'm trying to think of what demos i play because i played so many i, uh, no. I don't got I don't got a one just in my head right now, but um, maybe later. But what about you? Man, I, I'm trying to remember the ones that I would buy, but I remember the one that always popped up, and this is the GameCube era. Everywhere you went, there was always Luigi, Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. Every time. I mean, there was always one. I played that demo so many times. That was probably the most played. Uh, and then I played some of the PlayStation ones, but... I, I don't remember buying a lot of games, honestly, from the demo itself. Uh, a lot of the games that I wanted didn't necessarily have demos, um, or I'd play the demo and not really want to purchase the game. I'm going to say, actually, I think I thought of it. I think, but I feel it's the only way I would have known to to play it. I think that might have been Beautiful beautiful Joe. Oh, yeah, it was. I believe that. I remember, I believe, I kind of remember playing a demo yep. and being like, this is actually really cool. And then I ended up getting the game and playing it or renting it. And it was, it's such a fun game. I That's a great game. Yeah, that, so underrated at the time. Oh, yeah. Too. It's one of those games. I don't know if that many people know about that game, but it, it was a super fun game. Um, you're like a super, uh, this guy that gets powers or whatever. And you're like a superhero type person. Um, and it was just really fun. Super cool. Was it a kind of, was it more of a, like a, side scroller type it was, yeah, it was a 2D side yeah i can't That's why i didn't get a lot of a lot of traction because yeah. I, I love the graphics i love the gameplay mm-hmm. amazing game um but that was the era of 3d adventures mm-hmm. and they released this big title but it was 2d and it just didn't catch on as much as a mm-hmm. you know a super mario sunshine or, or oh, games yeah. like luigi's mansion games that you had more freedom and more movement mm-hmm. but that game is phenomenal oh it yeah i think you're the one who actually recommended me yeah yeah i did i did it's it's a great game i believe it has like you can slow down time i think or do like a slow-mo you can and and then you can like to beat up enemies i definitely would use that to fight the bosses um and sometimes i would still end up not beating it take me multiple times that game did get hard um but it's such a fun game definitely underrated um but great game if you don't know about it you can definitely youtube it and kind of see what what it's about but that's that's a great game though um, and I think that's game, I think they might have made a PS2 port, but I thought it was locked to the GameCube still, wasn't it? I, I believe so, yeah. I think they made, there's, I think there was two of them made, maybe, but yeah, it was definitely GameCube. I know that 100%. Uh, they did They did make a PS2 version. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
I thought they did a little bit later, but yeah, great game. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to play it, or if you have it, definitely play it. Yeah, those games are going up and cost a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, they are massively rising, mm-hmm. like everything else that's good. Oh yeah, the retro gaming scene, but yeah, great game if you haven't. But man, yeah, no. a greater way to transition to the next one. But I, but I lost it. I was too involved in Beautiful Joe. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. It happens. It's, it happens. I mean, I'm just watching, looking at this art right now. I'm just God, this is a gorgeous game. This yeah. art is so awesome. It's kind of like a just imagine if 2000s decided to kind of make a a comic with Japanese anime influences at the mm-hmm. same time. Uh, it great art great gameplay uh i forgot it was a capcom game too oh yeah it is capcom yeah i forgot yeah super cool and you're like a, i forgot yeah you're like a a skater looking dude with a backwards hat oh yeah whatever yeah it turns into that definitely the 2000s in the game oh yeah <laughs> it's got it going everywhere on there very much as you said but, hey, when we're so back then we're playing games right mm-hmm and unfortunately, you can't just dedicate a whole day or two days or whatever to a game and just try to knock it out. Mm-hmm. So you had to save a game. Yep. You you definitely remember games where you didn't weren't able to save and you had to do passwords. Oh yeah. Ugh. Gross. Don't mem- don't miss those at all. There there's the problem. There's the problem one. All the others I want back. That not being able to save. Horrible. Like, that's horrible. Like doing those, I, I didn't play a ton of SNES in that era, Genesis, and I know that's what a lot of it was. Um, but I played a lot of Game Boy games, mm-hmm. and there was a quite a few Game Boy games where you had to do the password system. Oh yeah, and I hated it. It was I, I, I had to jot all these down, and I would lose the paper, and I couldn't really look it up because the internet didn't have all the information at the yep. time. Just terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible. Like, and if and if you didn't do the password, or you know, sometimes things just happen. Everything's just gone. Like yep. all your hard work that you put into this game is just gone. And then you have to start over. Do you have any uh do you have any horror stories about that? I would say uh oh, I actually think I believe playing Link's Awakening on my Game Boy. I, believe, I think you could say, but I think something happened one time and it erased everything. I had to start over. Oh no. Oh yeah, and that's one of those games you don't want to don't want to lose your stuff. But yeah, no, there's I've definitely had it or, you know, I'm playing a a Sega game. It's definitely like me, you know, maybe Toy Story. I pause it and then, you know, power goes out or the game ju- it just freezes and there's yep. nothing you can do, so you have to hit the dreaded reset button on uh, your console. Terrible. And I just remember just like wanting to throw my controller against the wall. I want to cry. It's like, you know, when you're a kid, that's like the end of your world. Like, my world was yeah. destroyed at that point. Like, I needed to go see, get some counseling after this. Absolutely. It was you that put bad. everything into that game, and then it's gone. Yeah. So that's only one of those things that I'm very thankful that today you can, like, save. You can, you know, download in, or put it on, like, a cloud-type storage thing. You know, it's just like you can and then play the game anywhere. So definitely thankful for uh technology these days and how you're able to save your game and literally just pick it up from practically anywhere you are in the world <laughs> so oh absolutely cloud saves is great i'm not a big cloud fan but cloud saves is awesome yeah i mean i'm playing games right now where i can go between my steam deck and my pc uh and even my rog ally which is a windows based machine and play the same game and just pick it up mm-hmm. and play it on different consoles and different parts of my house or the world or whatever so i love cloud saves 
Um, I, I do have one. I remember one issue where I accidentally saved over a save file. Oh, I've only done that before. Yeah, and <laughs> it was part, <laughs> and I was at a sleepover and we were playing, and we saved. We started a new game, mm-hmm. and we hit save, and I accidentally hit OK to erase my previous save file, which mm-hmm. I probably had I don't know five or seven hours in at the time. So it wasn't crazy, but it was definitely like oh no, now I got to go through all of this again. Oh yeah. Played the game before. The first game is a little slow in the beginning, especially with the island, the pallet town. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through all of that again and then get into the main game. But, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's that's horrible. I think all of us have game as gamers have done something like that. Oh, definitely. Um, and if you haven't, you're a lucky soul. I was, I can't tell you. There's that's so many horror horror stories in quotations that have happened to me as a gamer. But uh, I know you mentioned the. I believe that like old SNES and those consoles, uh, which leads me to one that was kind of a thing. It was, I don't know. I don't know if it was fun, but it was just one of those things we did. And that was a uh, blowing in your cartridge until you're blue in the face and you just almost pass out. Even though it says not to. Yes. To not, anyway. Yeah. Cause the moisture would go inside and it's just not good yeah. for the, the cartridge, but you did it anyways. Cause it seemed it, it worked and everyone and their mom did. It's just the thing that you did. So there was, but that, it, worked. it worked. If it didn't work, you blew in it and put it back in and it usually worked. So yeah. why not? And then sometimes what I would do is you get like your little Q-tip and then it's like sometimes you just have to go into the extreme measure. And you might have to get like rubbing alcohol or something and just yeah. like rub the inside because you're trying to clean the dirt. Even though the cartridge on the back, I believe, said don't put any alcohol or any sort of liquid in the inside the cartridge. But it's just one of those things. Yeah. You did it and it worked. My it God. worked. Yeah. So, but then there was times you would you blow. You allowed to a little bit, but it's got to be 99%. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, you're good. Don't be yeah. like trying to scrub it in the sink or anything. Yeah. That, don't that's, do that. That's, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. But, you know, there were those times where you'd try blowing on it, you'd try the alcohol or whatever and then there's just times where the game would not work and it was just the the cartridge was corrupt and it was just yeah. no good oh and you're you're blowing on that thing for oh yeah like hours oh yeah trying to get it working and you just blow 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 put it in hit reset mm-hmm. oh no the title screen blipped for a little bit let me try it yep. again and then yep. you blow 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 put it back in you blow in the console you put it in oh i got past the title screen okay yep. and yep. blow 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 and yeah, that false Usually, hope. sometimes it'd work. Sometimes, but yeah, that false hope sometimes. It's just like you see like that blip. They're like, uh, oh, yes, we're making progress. And then pull it back out and blow, blow, yeah. blow. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes if you have your friend, you're like, hey, you blow on it. Because maybe you just you have the right, the, the touch. Because I'm not getting any luck. So you'll get your friend to do the exact same thing you were. Oh, yeah. Just because. And you then they'd, they'd actually have success with it. Yeah, them. and they have success. Sometimes you just need to have another person just to, to make it work. Because. Yeah. There's been games where I've tried and nothing, oh, yeah. and then you know you're like days, and then your friend comes over, and you're like, "Hey, can you can you try fixing this? I need you to blow on it, do whatever you need to do to make it work." And they'll do it like their first try. So oh, everyone's got their friend like, "Oh, I've got the touch," and they crack their knuckles, and they're like, "Okay, oh, yeah. let's do it." Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So that was definitely one of those challenges that you don't have today. Yeah, I, and that's one like that's a pain. Yeah, still have some of those woes when mm-hmm. it comes to like you know scratch disc and fingerprints but you don't have there's not much fixing that one uh, yeah you get the little disc cleaners or whatever and yep. try to scrub it out but yeah blowing in the cartridge i still do it on my games you're not supposed to i know i'm more educated now but 
even when I pop in a SNES or 64 game in, I still blow on it. I'm a I'm a cartridge blower for life. Hey, hey that's it. Yeah. That OG. That OG. Oh, uh, and that OG CB. Yep. Mm. That's it, man. I there's one other I want to touch on. Yeah, go for and it. And this is one I'm definitely happy isn't a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's controllers with wires. Disgusting. I love wireless controllers. Mm-hmm. Of everything we've talked about today, that might be my number one that I'm happy we've expanded on. Oh, yeah. No, 100% I can get. I, they, can, I, I don't know who created the cable links on those things. And I get that, you know, at the time it was CRT TVs. They were in the 20 to 30 inch range. Didn't need to be sitting eight to 10 feet back. I get it. But you'd be like fully straight up Indian style on the ground watching this TV. And you're, I mean, probably causing issues that we have now with our cracking backs and everything. But, oh, yeah. And lifting up at the screen. But it's like a three or four foot cable. And then if you get excited or you get angry and you throw the controller, then it rips it out. And it, again, save data it could corrupt the game. Yep. It could mess up the game. Or if your friend did it or your sibling, oh, there are so many issues with it. Wireless is by far the way to go. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. There's that. And then also, you know, HDMI wasn't a thing. So um, you had those uh, radio frequency, the RF switch on. Th- oh, yeah. And then it only worked. I think maybe was it channel two and three or something like that. There's only two channels it would channel work. Three. Yeah. And as a child, I would always struggle with that. It just I couldn't figure out how to get the game to work. So I get frustrated. At, I remember when I was like at uh, where my at one of my uh, my mom cleaned houses, and so there's one house that she cleaned um, in Vegas, and that's this is where my love for gaming started, where I first played my first console. But this guy had a, a SNES, and I would try to figure out how to play it, but I couldn't figure out how to get it on the TV, and it didn't, you know, because I didn't know. So I'd get frustrated. And I'd have to get a grown up to help me to get the game console on but as when i got older i figured it out but it's just one of those things as well it's just there was a lot of steps it yeah, wasn't just turning on the tv yeah. and turning on the console yeah there's yeah. a lot of steps there's a lot of things you got to do the, yeah it's just um i said not all of them were bad there's some great like the going just to the movie rental place i i wish i could go back in time just for for that and just sit and, and bask in, in its glory. Uh, that's probably of all the things I miss that we've talked about tonight. Mm-hmm. That's probably my number one. Which I know Blockbuster is, I guess, making a comeback. You can go on their website now. It's actually yeah. getting active. Because I know you told me that it's working. I win. It's there. It is. So I'm it curious, is there. I'm curious to see. Like, just it, it won't be a return to form, unfortunately. Yeah, no. That that era is past. Uh, there's too much when it comes to digital nowadays. Mm-hmm. But we can always look back on it yep. and think of all the fun times we had and all the hard decisions we had to make. Yep. We thought it was the most trivial decision you had to make at 6 p.m. on a Friday mm-hmm. and figuring out what game you were going to play over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. Just... But someone had to do it. Someone had to do it. And, and and we were the ones that that did it, and uh, I, I miss it so much. But yeah. you know, it's okay. I'm hoping that'd be awesome if Blockbuster they just like make the place smell like they had, you know. Oh yeah, that OG smell that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I would have it. I would go in there and just sit in there. I wouldn't buy anything or rent anything. I don't know. And I would just sit there. And 
just taking the yeah, you, you might get kicked out for that. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. It's worth it. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Totally worth it. But I don't know. I covered quite a bit of uh, of odd gaming trends. Absolutely. I think those are some phenomenal odd gaming trends mm. that we've touched on today. And some that I'm definitely extremely nostalgic for. Yeah. I'm hoping some of y'all listening have the same nostalgia for it. Um, and maybe even some others that you either are glad aren't a thing anymore or some different things that you miss that we didn't even think of because everyone's had a different life when it comes to growing up and a different time when it comes to gaming. So that, that's kind of the fun of it, man. I think we're out of time for today. So I'll I'll go bask in my nostalgia somewhere else besides this podcast. Yeah. But But again, uh, like we were saying at the beginning, definitely stay tuned for some amazing announcements we have planned for the rest of the year. Uh, We have some really cool things planned, some great stuff to get y'all in the community excited uh, start to kind of build up a little bit of a culture there as well. Uh, but we got some really, really cool ideas coming up. Oh, so yeah. definitely stay tuned. Definitely follow us on Instagram, Odd Gaming Media. Uh, we're going to start probably next few weeks uh, posting some of the podcasts and some uh, different little shorts and everything on YouTube as well. Yep. Uh, so it'll be Odd Gaming Media there also. So definitely take a look there. Uh, always stay tuned every Wednesday, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Central yep. Time. We're going to be posting our episodes so definitely always look forward to those on all your major podcast platforms. Yeah. And then also, you know, uh, on we'll uh, put it on the Instagram just uh, for, you know, the retro gamers. What was some of those uh, trends that you liked or disliked from growing up in the in the 90s era? So let us know. We'd love to know what what it was, because there's lots of great things about the 90s growing up as gamers. And as we mentioned, there's some that weren't great, but a majority of them were were just awesome and I and I miss it but there, like you said there's a few that uh, I'm so I'm glad like as you mentioned uh, wireless controls are are amazing yeah I don't like the wires yeah anytime I pull my retro consoles now I'll go and on Amazon buy a, a cheap wireless NES controller or PS2 controller or whatever just so I don't have to do the wires yep I mean I've, I've spoiled myself with the wireless controllers it's mm-hmm. definitely the, the I'd say the biggest improvement when oh, it yeah. comes to the, the activity of playing the game. Yep. But man, this has been a fun episode. I'm uh, glad to be back. We've talked about a ton of awesome games. Oh, yeah. A ton of really cool retro nostalgic content that we thought of from back in the day that we miss and don't miss. Uh, but man, that's what we do here at Odd Gaming. Uh, we talk about nostalgia. We talk about new stuff. We talk about amazing games. But at the end of the day, we talk about games. That's yeah. what we love. That's something that's been a passion of ours since we were you know, old enough to play games yep. up until now. Uh, we love it. That's what we're here for. Hopefully y'all love it too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, definitely hit us up on the Instagram. Uh, say hi. Give us some ideas. Uh, definitely we're, we're going to be posting more on there like Ed was saying. So definitely tell us some of the things that you miss or don't miss about mm-hmm. you know, the retro gaming days back in the day. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, but as always, um, you guys have a great night. Uh, we, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. So thank you for for listening and just uh, joining us on our on our journey of, of gaming and talking about gaming. But my name's Ed and Stuart. And with that, you guys have a, a great day and peace out. Peace out. Game on.